Star Wars 7x7 episode 1384 today, the ground assault on Crate. Here are the secrets and other fascinating facts we got from the novelization that were not revealed in the movie. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So again today we are taking a look at the last Jedi novelization and things that we learned from the novelization that were not included in the movie itself. Or, in some cases, <laughs> things that are neither explained in the movie or in the novelization. And that's right off the bat when Finn and Rose's shuttle is streaking toward the base on Crate. There's no explanation for why there are TIE fighters chasing this thing. And as far as the novelization itself goes, as far as the deleted scenes from the movie go, there's no indication that anybody has realized that, oh, hey, this shuttle that's flying away from all the disastrous results of Admiral Holdo's hyperspace maneuver, nobody's figured out that this shuttle is a <laughs> traitorous shuttle, right? There's been no indication that Anybody figured out, oh, you know, that's FN-2187 on there. Let's shoot that thing down. Same thing in the novel. It just shows up at Crate, heading for the base, and a bunch of TIE fighters are firing after it, but, you know, to no avail. And it's able to slide in through the doors while, you know, just like we saw it in the movie. With one exception, which is that Leia had been watching from the doors as the doors were going down and then moved away. But in the novelization, she asks Poe to come check the scene. And they are there for long enough that Poe has to dive for cover when the shuttle comes skidding through and gets the top wing sheared off. And it probably won't surprise you to learn that in the novelization, at least, Leia is the person who is described as first picking up a blaster and shooting at the shuttle before they figure out, oh, no, it's Rose and Finn in BB-8. So, I mean, she was shooting, but I think she came up behind Poe in the movie. But, you know, that's <laughs> good on Leia. It's how it should have been. She should have been the first one shooting at that sucker. Anyway, so they get situated. They figure out what kind of resources they have to deal with. That includes finding the ski speeders they find that they got 13 of them and they don't look very good at all <laughs> i mean i guess there's been some modifications made to them that make them a little bit tougher but they're still rickety they're still old they're not going to do very well with their um with their cannons the fire control linkages are very you know rusty brittle they're not going to work very well so rose has to tell everybody listen you know don't just fire indiscriminately like you got to line up your shots if you're gonna shoot at anything and just be careful about what you're doing and privately before leia shows up at least when Rose is expressing her dismay about the ski speeders, Poe has a great line. He says, yeah, it's like somebody knocked over a museum nobody ever wanted to visit in the first place, which I thought was really good. And then Leia shows up and has some words of encouragement for everyone and talks about the fact that Red Squadron, the very famous Red Squadron, used to fly those very same ski speeders while they had been discovered by Imperial Scouts back in the day. And she had been one of the ones flying one of those ski speeders and this goes back to that crate one-shot comic book that came out a while ago and everybody's kind of startled like nobody can picture leia in the fight anymore like this is how far away that time has gone 
and Poe ends up following up with his own bit of inspirational speech. You know, yeah, Red Squadron flew these. And I remember hearing stories about Red Squadron back in the day. And I wanted to grow up being just like them and do amazing things like them. And, you know, this may not look like much, but Red Squadron took out a Death Star. So let's go take out these First Order guys because that doesn't seem nearly as daunting, which, you know, it kind of does and kind of doesn't. And it actually kind of gets people, all right, like maybe we can get a little fired up for this. Now, as far as planning the Resistance attack, the movie doesn't actually tell you that Finn plays a role in this. He is actually monitoring some of those working external cameras and trying to figure out what the First Order is putting on the ground and what their plans might be. And he's actually not familiar with the deployment of the siege cannon. As he's watching the tugs being lowered into place and you know seeing how things are laid out, he can't figure it out. It's not anything that he's ever seen before. But once the siege cannon suddenly gets dropped down into the picture, he goes, oh boy, we're in trouble now. And so... That's how they find out it's this cannon with Death Star technology and whatnot. And so the plan, such as it is, because they don't know any better, is to stop the tugs that are pulling it or destroy one or more of the cables that the tug has attached to the siege cannon. That's the plan, at least. Now, I've read The Last Jedi <laughs> Visual Dictionary in the Incredible Cross-Sections book, so, you know, obviously... It's a different story because I've seen the movie, so I know what happens. But even hearing it in the book and going, oh, but I read these reference books, like the cables themselves are like 27,000 twines of, you know, some form of Star Wars type steel. Yeah, there's no chance. And as they are flying around, Poe is able to get some shots off with his ski speeder guns, but it's only able to scar the surface of the cable. It does no damage at all in the tugs. Like there's no help with the tugs. I mean, they can try to shoot the tugs, but then the tugs have their own gun emplacements on them. And so it's just, it's no good. They can't do any damage to this thing whatsoever. Meanwhile, the TIE Fighters are there for air support for the walkers and for the cannon, which it turns out they don't have to provide much because the ski speeders can't do anything to the cables or the cannon or the tugs or anything like that. And as the pilots of the ski speeders were briefed, they were told, stay on the ground because if you go up in the air, you're going to get sliced to ribbons by the TIE Fighters. And yet, and yet, Poe once again defies... <laughs> He defies orders, defies his own orders, in fact, and kind of bounces a ski speeder up just a little bit in order to shoot down a TIE fighter. So he actually gets to shoot one down. We didn't get to see that in the movie. And uh, yeah, then the Falcon shows up and all the TIE fighters go away and they still can't do anything. So thankfully, the TIE fighters were unnecessary for the First Order's perspective because Yep, they can run their cannon, and Finn tries to go right down the throat of it, but Rose slams her ski speeder into it and knocks him away from it, and that pretty much happens exactly the way that you saw it in the movie. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the First Order perspective on this engagement. There's not a heck of a lot of it, but it's interesting in its own right. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. 
Want a free copy of The Last Jedi in 4K UHD HDR with Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision? It's the highest quality you can possibly watch The Last Jedi at, courtesy of Voodoo. And starting Friday, March 16th, I'm giving away those 10 to the first 10 people who become patrons of the podcast at the $5.01 level or higher. And if you join at the 1138 level or higher, I'll throw in a free copy of The Force Awakens Trivia Book 2. Go to patreon.com slash sw7x7 to support the show and get your free copy of The Last Jedi. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. So, we don't get very much at all from the First Order perspective about this part of the engagement. All we get is Kylo Ren telling everybody to push the advantage and to (laughs) send TIE fighters to shoot down the Millennium Falcon. And he has General Hux with him. And as part of his internal monologue, part of the reason why he wants Hux with him, even though he's basically kind of underfoot in the way and just pain in the butt to Kylo Ren, is that he wants to demonstrate to the First Order officers that General Hux is reporting to Kylo Ren, that Kylo Ren is, in fact, the new supreme leader and is demonstrating that to the rest of the First Order military. So that's number one. Number two... Kylo Ren is very well aware that Hux is a treacherous son of a gun. He knows that Hux has participated in knocking off other rivals to power, including his own father, Brendel Hux. That's a whole story in its own. In fact, that was part of the implications of the Phasma novel, where you learn that Hux and Phasma collaborated on the demise of his father, Brendel Hux. And so in the long-standing tradition of keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer, that's another reason why Kylo Ren has General Hux at his side for this, because that way he knows that Hux is not going to be able to pull anything or to be (laughs) trying to plan to pull anything in this crucial hour where the... Stewardship of the First Order has transitioned from Supreme Leader Snoke to Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. And that, my friends, is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go caressing a senator, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not coarse like sand, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.